0: In a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost everything doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy, and Let's Talk Fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I hope you're well, keeping safe, keeping sane during these crazy times and let's just jump straight into it. So another week down, another podcast down. I really hope you enjoyed last week's podcast where I talked in more detail about uh, ticking over my 1,000 kilometer running target, a goal that I wanted to achieve this year and then went into a little bit more detail on kind of how I'm going to... Play out the rest of the year, and to be honest, as I'm recording this, it's currently a Wednesday afternoon, and it's been what is it, four days since I last ran. Um, yeah, you know, as it kind of can always be the case, and when you achieve a goal, you then kind of lose you know, I guess, enthusiasm or at least accountability to kind of keep moving forward with that. And I'm sure many of you can relate being, you know, if you've achieved a weight loss goal, you then kind of revert back to some of the old habits that you used to be doing that took you away from achieving that goal. Um, And then you see yourself going backwards a little bit. I can certainly um, appreciate that and understand that. And I'm sharing with you that uh, I've been feeling very much the same as well over the last couple of days uh, where I haven't been doing any running. But I recommitted myself, and after seeing a post by a good friend of mine and someone who's been on this podcast a couple of times now, Sam Forget, uh, he posted uh, something on his Instagram page saying how he had been completely unmotivated to get into the gym. And that a quote that I had brought up at one point uh, saying that every day that you don't do it, it just gets harder to get going again. And so he uh, got himself to the gym based on that quote, thinking that, you know, if I put it off again today, is tomorrow version of me going to be any more you know enthused or any more motivated to get going most likely not the person of you tomorrow is probably going to be even less motivated so every day you put it off the harder and harder it gets and so I saw that message and go I should kind of live my own words and here's a good friend of mine who um, was inspired by that particular comment so how about I get inspired by him saying that and getting himself involved and so I got back into my running and My goal now uh, to tick off, which I explained in last week's uh, podcast, if you haven't listened to that, go back uh, to that one and have a listen, but I was talking about how I wanted to get back into getting more speed in my leagues. I've just been ticking off the cage just to get this 1,000-kilometer goal ticked off, but this... This uh, particular run and next little phase, I'm going to really push up. uh, The speeds are going to be much shorter in duration, my runs, but much higher intensity. So we got that running. But um, let's get away from talking about last week's podcast and what we're doing. But let's get into this week's podcast. And you'll probably see from the title uh, what we're talking about today. And it goes back to an email I actually wrote. Uh, to my email list. If you're not on that, just jump down to the link on the show notes below, uh, www.thenobreakfastguy.com. That's my website. A pop-up banner will come up if you enter that website, asking you to enter your email. Uh, If you enter your email then, you can come on my email list. I send out a daily email uh, throughout the weekdays, Monday to Friday, to that email list. It's completely free. Uh, and as a thank you for joining that email list, you also get a copy of my uh, best-selling book for free. So if you want a best, uh, copy of my best-selling book for free and then completely unsubscribe because you don't want to get my emails, by all means, that's fine. I don't mind. Uh, my book, Getting Out There Into More People's Hands, is always a, a pleasure to me, but if you do want to receive my emails, you can do it that way. But that email was talking about five traits that I have noticed clients of mine who have been most successful in life, in business, in achieving fat loss goals or achieving fitness goals. Five traits that I've noticed that a lot of them have in common. Uh, And that particular email when I was talking about that was probably one of the most positively responded to emails that I've had um, in a long time with a lot of people saying, Adam, this was great. It really outlined it really well for me. Uh, The way you explained the five different points. Uh, and I can see how they would be of benefit if I started ticking off some of those. And so I thought, well, if people were really responding well to that, how about I go into a little bit more detail on a podcast and share that with all of you guys? So some of you might have already kind of read that email and kind of get a gist of it, and you might be coming to this podcast to hear a little bit more detail about it. You might not be on my email list, and so here I am explaining, I guess, that particular email and going into a little bit more detail. And so to kind of share a little bit of back end and give a bit of kind of clarity to what you will hear on this podcast today in that I've been lucky enough to grow a business and be in, you know, and run my business for almost 15 years now. So I'm not saying I'm an old dog in the industry, but I've been around for quite some time uh, in it and I've been very lucky to be witnessed and to be around um, some truly incredible uh, human beings, Um, you know, not only kind human beings compassionate human beings and just all around you know good people to be around but some people who have just been dynamites in the you know business world uh, who have achieved some truly incredible physical feats uh, and just a, a vast array of incredible human beings that uh, I am lucky enough to spend time with that you know many of these people um, you know speak on you know world. Uh, world stages, not just world stages, we kind of speak on conferences around the world. A lot of them are very high powered in the job that they do, and they command you know quite a lot of respect and money. Should you want to have them come and speak to you and things like this, and I'm lucky enough to be able to have sometimes one, two, three hours with them a week. Uh, and so some of the general conversations I get to have with them and how I, you know, we just um, backwards and forwards in communication. And you know, I'm being blessed to kind of. I guess, absorb some of um, their positivity and their knowledge and what they kind of go through uh, on a day-to-day, week-to-week and see how their lives um, play out. Um, As I said, I've just been lucky enough to be able to be around those kind of people. And so I wanted to share what I would suggest uh, or have noticed that the majority of people that I have seen that have been successful. Now, again, success is a really subjective term. In that whatever success means to you might not be what success means to the person next to you, might not be success what your husband or your partner or your best friend or Susie from accounting, whoever it might be, success is what it deems to you. And that might mean you're finding balance in your work life and home life and you get to spend every weekend with the kids and you get to play sport with them. On the flip side, your, your success might be running an international, um, six, an internationally successful business and um, not having a, a more personal life. You know, Your success um, barometer is more geared around you know, how successful you are in business. To the flip of all that and heading towards more of the fitness side, success to you might be losing 10 kilos. It might be running a marathon. Whatever it kind of might be that success means to you, I want that to kind of still be the first and foremost thing that you think about. But again, on all of the different clients that I've worked with, some who have business aspirations, some who have weight loss aspirations, some who have, uh, as I said, achieving a fitness or a, fit, a physical feat uh, aspiration. Every one of them who have achieved those things, I feel have multiple, if not all, of these particular traits. And as I said, I just wanted to share that. Uh, with you, and I wanted to then say one final caveat before I actually get into them is that I'm not suggesting for one second that these are the only five traits that you need to you know find success in life, and to that point, that just because you might not have any of these, you go, okay, Adam said these five, and all of these people who have been successful they had them, and so if I go and you know make myself accountable to those five steps, and all of a sudden I'll find success in life, no to both of those, in that. You don't have to have any of these and you could still find success. You might have all of these and you might not find success. But I'm just giving one man's account of a 15 year career of being around some truly extraordinary people and what I've noticed those um, successful um, people have had as traits or actions that they tend to do on a daily or a consistent basis throughout their lives. And so. Here we are. It's taken me a good eight, nine minutes to kind of get to that point, but I hope it just sets some background. And that's kind of what I wanted to do in that setting some context and background to why I've, I guess, listed these particular traits. And that you might sit there and listen to that. And I don't want you to get disheartened going, Well, I don't do any of those. And, you know, no wonder I'm a failure. I don't want you to think that, in that, you know, you don't have to have these. But, to a point, if that if you're not achieving the things that you want in life, maybe you should take a look at what you are doing in life, the people you're hanging around in life, and what job you have, and do you get passion from it, and all these different things that I'm going to go through now, and maybe look to make a change in a few of them and see how it plays out for you. And I said, if you're not achieving something, then you know what's that term? Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and, but expecting a different result. If you expect to move forward in life, be that business or weight loss or fitness or whatever it might be, and you keep doing the exact same thing, but you find yourself in the exact same place not moving towards those goals, then I think the definition of insanity is yourself in that you're never going to keep moving forwards unless you make a change. And so maybe suggesting that one, one or more of these five traits that I'm going to start talking about could potentially help you start making progress towards your goals and having you live a happier, healthier, more fulfilled and successful life. So let's dive into it. Number one, I have talked about this before. I've talked about the book that uh, kind of inspired uh, this, but pretty much every single one of my clients, and I think they can all tick these off, the clients that have been most successful wake up early and start their day with some sort of exercise, now, whether that's a visit to the gym, a swim in the bay, they walk their dog, almost all of them are physical in the morning before their day gets started. Now, your day might get started at 8am, so you can get up at 6am and get moving, have some uh, exercise within those couple of, uh, within those couple of hours, get ready and go off to work. You might start a lot earlier, then you get up earlier and start that. Whatever it might be, every single one of them, Get up earlier than they need to to just get their day started to make sure they fit in some form of exercise. Now there's been a big push of late, and I'm certainly reading more about it. And I've just I don't know if I've shared this with you guys on the podcast, but I know I have uh, over on social media on my Instagram page. Um, If you're not following me there at the No Breakfast Guy, um, I've shared with a particular book that I've just picked up, and it's called Breath, and it's by a guy named. James Nestor, I believe. Uh, yeah, James Nestor, that's the one. Um, I've actually just got his website up at the moment because someone directed me to his website. I didn't realize he had one. But um, his, uh, his book called Breath, and it's all about nasal breathing and the lost art of breathing and that he believes so many of the health issues we're having today are with regards to um, we're all becoming mouth breathers and we're not breathing enough through our nose. That's a topic for a different day and a different story and whatnot. But basically... A lot of it comes down to meditation, breathing, being more calm, being more relaxed. And so when I say getting physical in the mornings, I'll actually kind of now start including that while physical might mean going for a run, a bike ride, a a gym session or a workout of some description, going for a swim, be that in the bay or at a local swimming pool, all of those physical capacities... But also then drawing into that, that getting up early and doing some sort of meditation practice. Now, whether that's a breathing exercise, whether that's yoga, whether that's, as I said, actual meditation, a Pilates kind of um, session or stretching or mobility or anything like that, I think can be included within that. And more and more and more, I'm seeing more people starting to do that and finding great benefits because of that. But whatever you do, Number one at the top of the tree that almost every single one of my successful clients that I have seen over my 15 years and 20 plus thousand hours of contact hours with clients, they all get up early and do some sort of physical activity and now more so as I was saying more meditations uh, as well before they get their day started. So that's first and foremost, if you want to have a productive life, a life that's likely going to be filled with you being successful at whatever you're trying to achieve. You probably should get up early. You probably should start your day with something physical or meditation um, of some description. Let's move on to number two. It might kind of almost seem the complete flip of what I've just talked about and that you're getting up early to get that going. But every single one of these clients as well. Actually, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say every single. Most of my clients on this one because I certainly know there's been quite a few of my clients who've been very successful but they don't actually tend to this whatsoever even though I scream at them to try and make it more of a priority but most of my clients who have found success in life in uh, achieving their endeavors and their goals they make sleep a priority in their life now this is not always to say that they always get quality sleep or enough sleep but they do uh, consistently unwind from their day and ensure that they get seven to nine hours of sleep Now, I have had a podcast in the past where I've talked about sleep. Uh, I'd go back to that one. It was one of my early ones on how to get a great night's sleep. I think it was uh, titled. I've also done a YouTube video, and you can go and check me out on YouTube. uh, uh, Just the No Breakfast Guy, if you go and type that in uh, YouTube, my page will come up. I did a video on there saying, my nightly foam roller routine that I like to do before I go to bed. So when I say they consistently unwind from their day, I think far too many people these days get to the end of the day, they've just finished up you know, a power hour of emails or they're watching a TV show or whatever it might be, but they're all G'd up and then they try and go to sleep straight away there. find they can't get to sleep straight away, or if they do, they have a very poor sleep because their mind's still racing. You've got to unwind from the day. And again, that can be a flip to what you're doing in the morning, doing some sort of breathing technique, some yoga, some stretching, some meditation, unwinding the brain, getting rid of that tension from the day, Um, and then getting set up to make sure they're having somewhere between seven to nine hours sleep. Now, this is something that um, I'm really hoping, I think I've shared on this podcast, and I'm hoping to get um, a professor of sleep onto this particular um, podcast, because I think he could go into this much more. But just to go really briefly, we have um, sleep cycles that we go through Uh, and they range from about, I think it's about 90 to 100 minutes or so, so what is it, an hour and a half to uh, an hour and 40 uh, in duration, and a lot of the research basically suggests that we need five of those sleep cycles to have a good quality night's sleep. So that's why people were suggesting anywhere from seven to nine hours is enough sleep. More than this can actually be just as detrimental as not enough of this, so kind of working in that getting good quality seven to nine hours worth of sleep and the best way to do that to set yourself up get your environment that you're sleeping in as conducive to exercise uh, as to sleep as you possibly can make it as dark as you can make it as quiet as you can and set yourself up to be in a good place to sleep by unwinding from the day be that meditation some stretching some foam rolling whatever it might be to unwind but again to go back to the actual point of number two is that most of my clients make this aspect of their life a priority? Again, you can't always make it a priority. There might be a very uh, busy part of uh, work that's coming in. Kids might be running rampage or kind of you're going through a sleep regression with your child, which we are at the moment. And uh, Anna, we're trying to get her to settle again, and she's up two or three times a night. So understand, it's not always going to be uh, something you can do, but you consistently try and make it a priority in your life to make sure that you're getting seven to nine hours of quality sleep every night. So that's number two. Number three, and this is a really good one. Uh, I've usually found that a lot of my successful clients have a hobby that they look forward to doing each week. Now, whether that's playing cards with friends, a weekly game of tennis, a dance lesson with their partner, or a cooking, um, you know, lessons, um, they make time for this passion or this hobby that they have in life, and they do things that fill them with joy and are usually completely different to what they're doing in life. Now, this is not exercise. Exercise can be a joy for you, and by all means, go and do that, but. I know I've mentioned things like tennis and dance lessons and things like that. You might well, well, you know, I'm a dancer. I love dancing, so I use dancing as my exercise. I think dancing is very different to gym or going for a run in that it's a hobby that you might be doing now. You might be a professional at it, but like it's something that brings you a lot of joy. And yes, I know workouts and that can um, bring you joy. But we've already talked about getting physical early in the morning. Certainly keep that as you know the number one thing of getting up early and getting physical. But I want this to be something that is a hobby of yours. Now, for me, I love video games. Whenever I can get a chance, I dial in with a friend of mine. We love cars. We can't afford to race cars, but we can jump on and play video games and we belt around um, you know, some of the most magis- uh, magic uh, driving roads uh, in the world in some of our favorite most lux- uh, you know, luxury sports cars. And we just sit there and chew the fat, talk about nothing and everything and shit and whatever it might have been. And we do that for an hour or two. If I can get my work done, it's kind of my reward on a Friday night. And I dial him up and say, mate, I've finished all my work. Are you good? Yep, finished all my work. Let's dial in and we do an hour or two of playing video games. I love it. It gets me to switch off from the world completely. I have headphones. It's after the girls are gone to bed. So I'm just in my own little world. The headphones are on my head and I'm just talking to one of my best mates. And that's just what I find absolute joy in. So that's me in my hobby in playing video games. But kind of think to yourself, like, do you have any hobbies anymore that you attend to on a regular basis? You know, so many adults these days just don't have hobbies anymore. And if they do, they've just let them slip by the wayside. You know, life gets in the way. I absolutely understand that. But again, if I look at a lot of my clients who have found success in life, a lot of them have hobbies that are removed from their usual kind of day to day, week to week life. And I think this is a really powerful one and it can just. I don't know if if you call it escapism. If you call it, you know, it could be watching the footy. You know, I got I got a mate of mine who it's his world to be able to go to the football, and now obviously with COVID going on, football's not being played uh, in Melbourne where we live, and he doesn't get to go and see his games. Now he gets to sit in front of the TV. And he still loves watching his footy every week, but him going to the game, getting out of his life, getting out of the house, getting away from the kids and going to watch that. And some of his kids are now coming to an age where they can come and with him, and he's loving going to the football with them. But it was his thing. He had his brother and his dad, and they all had the same seats, had been sitting in the same seats for you know 20 years, whatever it is, and that was his thing. So, And looking at a number of my clients, a couple of my clients... Um, big IT freaks and so they love coding and working on computers and things like that and so whatever it might be find a hobby find something that just it just brings you back to being a kid like you know that joy of waking up on Christmas day and opening up you know a toy that true joy that you see inside a kid find that hobby make sure it's something that you find joy in and try and do it as often as possible now whether that's weekly or fortnightly or maybe monthly I try and do it a bit more frequently than that but Something that is a hobby that's completely removed from your life. I've certainly found that a lot of people who find success have something like that because it just draws them out of their regular world, and you can just completely switch off and just have you know un what's what's unbridled fun and kind of kid-like behavior kind of thing. And I think I think that's a great thing to have. Uh, number four, let's move on. Uh, this is a no-brainer. Um, I've certainly talked about this um, many times, and the whole business world will always you know when they kind of if you want to have a successful business you know you you are the sum of the five people that you hang around so make sure you hang around very successful people because then you'll be successful i think taking on that concept but surrounding yourself with a loving circle of friends and family who support and encourage you in everything you do i just wrote another uh, email to my email list and actually it comes as you're listening to this on Monday when I release it, if that's when you're listening to it, this particular email I like to get ahead, so I'm writing always writing ahead. This particular email that I'm about to speak of actually comes out on this, and it ties into this number four, um, you know, really well. In that I was listening to a, a video clip by Jordan Peterson uh, the other day, and it was titled uh, "How Do You Know Who Your True Friends Are?" and he was talking about this concept of, you know, real friends are people that you can tell bad news to and they'll sit there and listen to you and support you and encourage you and you know help you through that bad time. They won't just slap you on the head and say oh get over it you'll be fine and then talk about themselves and what's going on in their lives and what's happening bad in their lives. And flip side to that, you can also go to real friends and tell them something good and not feel you know insecure about oh yeah this really good thing happened to me but I don't want to share because I don't want to feel like I'm boasting or you know, feel bad about having something good happen to you, you can go to a, a really good true friend and tell them good news, and they'll be there, they'll support you, they'll encourage you, they'll you know slap you on the back and say, that's amazing, good on you, congratulations, and again, won't um, ramroad that conversation and kind of, oh, that was good, but listen to what I got up to, or he said even worse, if they turn the story to say, yeah, yeah that's all right, but you should hear about this other person that I heard that had great success. Those kind of people that, you know take over the conversation and bring it back onto themselves they're not true friends and you should get them out of your lives and that's kind of just what that particular email is about and what that video clip was about but going back to what i was saying is having a loving circle of true friends that are there to support and encourage you in everything you do as well as family and colleagues and just being around people that make you better you know so many um, times we surround ourselves, you know, I'm sure many of you can relate, there's people in your life that just, oh, I'm catching up with that person again today, or geez, that person just drags me down every time I have a conversation with them, I just feel negative, or I feel you know, emotionally drained. Yeah. These kind of people, just get them out of your life, or at the very least, spend as little time with them as you can. Now, that could be your mother. It could be your father, your sister, someone that's in your family. And you can't just disown. Well, you can, but I wouldn't suggest just disowning your family. But you can limit the time you spend with them. And so if they are someone that you you feel negative being around, they drain you emotionally and pull energy out of you and make your life less enjoyable and they take value away from you rather than add value to your life. I say either spend a lot less time with them or completely cut them out of your life. And again, when I look at my clients, so many of them speak so highly of the people that they are around. You know, rarely do I hear um, my most successful clients talking about, oh, I've got to catch up with this family member tonight. "Oh, I can't stand them. And they're always talking so highly of the people they are around and you know, I can hear their love in their voice and their, you, know, you know, they're so grateful for having these people in their life. And so try and find people Be them friends or loved ones, partners, whoever it might be, that bring value to life and support you and encourage you Uh, and don't just take over the conversation every time you come to them with, hey, I've just had some bad news today. I want to share that with you. Or, hey, this really cool thing happened with me today. They should be there to kind of listen and encourage you um, on those ones. And number five, let's wrap it all up. Uh, It kind of goes hand in hand with uh, number four, Um, but... The most successful people I've uh, seen that I have worked with, they have a job that they don't hate and dread every time Monday comes around. And this is not to say that they love every day of every uh, moment that they go in to their job and they love every single moment of what they do. But the most important thing is they don't hate it. If you hate the job you do and you hate when Monday comes around, and hate's a strong word, but I, I know there's a lot of people out there that truly hate what they do and hate Mondays. And it is the quickest way to find no success in life. And I'm not sitting here and suggesting, and these times that we're in now are very difficult times and you know a lot of people have lost their jobs. And so if you've got a job, you, know, you might be saying, I'm just grateful I've got a job. Completely empathize with you and I completely understand that point. But do not sit there and be in that job for the rest of your life. Start doing something on the side, whether that's a side hustle that you can start doing that at some point, be that in six months, six years' time, it might become the job that you've always wanted. But do not sit in the job that you hate and do nothing about getting yourself out of that to find something that, as I said, I'm not saying you're going to bounce out every single Monday and go, yes, I'm heading off to work. I can't wait. This is the best day ever. I love it. I love it. I love it. But most Mondays that come around, you are enthused about getting up and getting to work and making a difference and enjoying your life and you know enjoying your work and enjoying the people that you you know go to work with and find it you know it's a job that kind of fills you with, Fills you with passion, something that you feel really meaningful about and really want to go to and kind of sink your teeth into and make a difference in the workplace you're doing or maybe it's a product that your work or your company produces that you really feel passionate about because it's helping the world or whatever it might be. Find something that you love or very much like and especially do not stay in something that you hate. And again, when I'm just pairing that back to the whole title of you know, five traits that I've found successful clients have, they all tend to love their job. They all tend to love what they do. And Mondays aren't always a drag. And most of them do not ever use the word, jeez, I just hate my job. They rarely ever say that. I rarely ever hear that come out of um, the clients, as I said, of mine who have found most success in life. So that rounds off number five. Um, and as I said, it just brings me to the end of the podcast, and I do, as I always, I really hope that uh, what I've been talking about here has brought you um, of value, um, brought value to you know your time spending here with me. You've been here with me for almost 30 minutes, and I really appreciate your time, and as I said, I hope it has brought value uh, to you. I've got a couple of guests coming up on the podcast. Um, at the moment, I'm trying to line up a guest by the name of Sam Miller Uh, someone actually suggested him to me. I'd never heard of him uh, before in the past, Uh, but I went and checked out his stuff and he's got some great stuff on there and we might be talking about kind of metabolic damage and how it can happen if you are constantly going in and out of yo-yo dying and um, he seems to have a... A great set of knowledge uh, on the science of health and well-being, and I think he would be a great inclusion in this podcast. And so, I'm trying to set that up. Hopefully, it'll be on next week's podcast with him. Um, I'm actually going to get my sister on this one as well. I haven't actually reached out to everyone asked, so I'm saying this: she might not actually be able to come onto the show. Uh, she might not feel like she um, can or is, you know, educated enough to. But she's just started her own business, and I think she's got a great business. Um, she's a teacher. Um, she has always been the go-to specialist teacher that takes care of um, the, I guess, the, uh, I don't want to say troubled kids, that's not the word I want to say, but, you know, kids who have learning difficulty uh, difficulties and issues, um, you know, socially and things like that, so um, she started a company because she was always helping these kids out in class, uh, she started a company called My Sensory, and uh, she started an Instagram page and the products that she produces, but I want to kind of have her come on and talk about how um, kids... Who have learning disabilities and have some of these challenges that they go through because of their um, disabilities that she can bring a a, a light onto this topic and maybe bring some value to, you know, you might be listening to this and you might have a a child that's on the spectrum or has a child that has a learning uh, uh, disability and has difficulty uh, in life in general and that this, uh, I think my sister would be able to help out a lot with that because she has a lot of knowledge in this area and she's been teaching for nearly as long as I've been working for um, and she's a phenomenal teacher. Um, primary school teacher in fact she's actually looking for a job uh, right now so if you work at a school you're a principal you're in Melbourne or you're looking for teachers um, she's looking for a job she just left her other job after 12 years uh, there I think it was Um, she wanted to branch out and start doing uh, this business uh, during this whole... Co- like she didn't expect, obviously, COVID to come. She wanted to give a, a business a go over thing, but then she left her job. She just couldn't find another job because COVID came around and there's no need for teachers at the moment. So I know that's a plug for my sister, but I'm happy to give a plug to my sister. So hopefully going to get her on and there was someone else, um, a couple of others that uh, I've reached out to and we're kind of talking, but uh, I can't just confirm them at the moment. But two more confirmed, but um, I hope... I can get them on, but anyway, guys, as I said, I really love your time here, and thank you as always for joining me on my podcast each week. I hope you uh, are enjoying a great day, a great week ahead. I think this might be episode number 97 or 98, so we're really, really close to that number 100. Um, the number 100 episode I was really hoping to do with Alan Aragon and this other person who were going to have a debate and I was going to be the mediator of that debate. It's just not going to happen in time. I just can't make that happen. They're two very busy people and we just haven't been able to organize it. I'm hoping to get them together, but it's not looking like we can uh, anytime soon because they're just they're conflicting um, diaries. But anyway, guys. I'll wrap it up. I won't keep waffling on. I'll leave you to it. Thank you so much. If you could, spend 30 seconds, jump over, give it a five-star rating, give it a little positive review. It really helps me out, and I would really appreciate it that if I've helped you in any way, that this would then help me and you could return that favor. But have a fantastic day, guys. I love you lots. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.